First off, Carson Wentz will start the game on Sunday. Chase will be number two, and we're moving forward in that direction. And with that, head coach Doug Peterson ushered in the Carson Wentz era, made possible by a stunning series of events as the Eagles reached the 53-man roster limit over the weekend and looked ahead to Sunday's regular season opener at Lincoln Financial Field against the Cleveland Browns. Welcome to the Eagles Live Podcast, Episode 31. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro, and well, welcome to the regular season. Welcome to the Doug Peterson era. Welcome to the Carson Wentz era. A crazy weekend during which the Eagles dealt quarterback Sam Bradford to Minnesota in exchange for a first-round draft pick in 2017 and a fourth-round pick in 2018 has given way to the task at hand, starting the season the right way with a win over Cleveland. We will talk about the trade and the reaction. We'll delve into Wentz as he prepares for his first NFL start. And yes, we'll find out how the locker room feels about the move from Bradford to Wentz. Before all of that, let's get some exclusives here. First up, Peterson, who is all about getting this season off on the right foot by beating the Cleveland Browns. Doug, wonder if you remember your first NFL game as a quarterback and what went through your mind? I do remember it against the Arizona, the Cardinals, actually, right here at the vet. Just that first start, you know, wanted to get off to a fast start, wanted to complete that first pass, wanted to win the game. Bottom line, wanted to win the game. We had an opportunity to win the game right there at the end. But, you know, for me, it was it was exciting. Uh, it was emotional from the standpoint. It was my first start. and uh, But at the same time, once the ball was teed up and kicked off, it was just football after that, and it just came down to, to how well we executed. Is it all a comparable feeling to what you have now as your first regular season game as a head coach? It is. It is. It's it's. Probably a little bit bigger in the standpoint that you're managing all three phases of the game as opposed to just one phase. Uh, but at the same time, you're controlling that. That's what preseason was for, to, to give me an opportunity to feel that, you know, and, and to know what that felt like going into the regular season. And, of course, playing day games is nothing better than playing an afternoon 1 o'clock game in the National Football League. But we've done it a lot of times, a lot of games. So be relaxed. Uh, there's going to be some butterflies. How beneficial were the preseason games to kind of smooth out the wrinkles of the game mechanics from your standpoint? It was good. Had a chance to, you know, throw the challenge flag one time at Pittsburgh, you know, get a lot of clarification on rules from the officials, great communication, dialogue there, being able to listen to the defense and communicate with the defense on the headsets and, you know, working out all the new the nuances with that because it's a new new headset system this year. And you get all that ironed out uh, and at the same time, you're still calling plays on offense. So you can't forget that either. You're still engaged in the game. So I felt like the staff overall, we did a great job ironing a lot of things out. Uh, for myself, it was very smooth and expect, you know, nothing less come Sunday. What will the locker room be like before this game? Kind of describe it for those who always wonder what it's like. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. Guys are going to have that anxious energy. They want to get on the football field. The music will be playing. They'll be ready to go. You know, that's part of my job is to make sure that they're ready to go and be fresh. And it's going to be exciting. It's electric. It's something that everybody should want to see. Are you a big pregame rah-rah speech guy? What's your what's your talk like? I'm really not a rah-rah guy. I just think you, you kind of leave that up to the play on the field. And, you know, you just give them one or two little points, you know, something to focus on maybe early in the football game. And, and it really boils down to blocking and tackling. And, you know, if they can focus on that early in the football game, settle in, the rest will take care of itself. These guys have been playing football for a long time, and we've been coaching it for a long time. So, again, once it's teed up, it's just football and, and it's business as usual. What kind of team are the Cleveland Browns? Cleveland Browns are they're a young football team. They made uh, some moves this training camp, and you know some veteran players left. Some young players have come in. You can see what they're trying to do is they're trying to rebuild that program. And you almost don't like to use the term rebuilding because in the National Football League, you almost like you're reloading. And but at the same time, you know Ray Horton on defense. I mean he's he's an attack style guy, and he loves to play his cover one, single high safety, and challenge your receivers. And then offensively, you're going to see some misdirection. You're going to see some unbalanced sets. You're going to see some empty sets. You're going to see the quarterback run. 
RG3 is a great athlete. And so you just got to guard against some trick plays early and, and make sure you keep yourselves, you know, focused and attentive uh, the entire game. For Carson, what do you expect? I mean, not only uh, in the week leading up to the game, but, but then on Sunday. Well, the week leading up, you know, you just want to see the improvement each day. You want to see him attack the game plan and understand the game plan and how we're trying to attack them. And then on game day is how well can he can control his nerves and make sure that he's ready to go mentally that way. And then it's my job as a play caller is to give him things he can handle early and get him settled in and get a couple completions early and, and get that run game going. Obviously, in any game, the run game is important. But after that, it becomes football, and then we open up the game plan and, and let him use his athleticism as we see fit. Thanks, Doug. Thank you, Dave. The man who is helping Wentz in the classroom is quarterbacks coach John Filippo, who last year was the offensive coordinator for the Browns. Needless to say, Flip is high on his rookie quarterback, and he understands the challenges for Wentz, who threw just 24 passes in his lone preseason outing. Well, I think for any young quarterback, the number one thing you look for is playing time. I mean, going out there and doing it. And unfortunately, with the injury, we weren't afforded that opportunity with Carson, but we're also very fortunate that he's further along than most rookie quarterbacks at this point in time, and that was through his hard work and dedication this spring. So fans don't understand that. How is he farther along? In what ways do you kind of measure that? Well, you know, from a protection piece, number one. I mean, he's further along coming from a pro-style offense and the pro-style protections that we're asking him to do and those adjustments at the line of scrimmage. I think you see a very decisive quarterback. I think you saw that on his college tape. He's in there studying right now, you know, Tuesday afternoon, which is the player's off day this week. So he's been in here all morning. So the dedication and the accuracy and what he's been doing since spring is going to help him on Sunday. Doug mentioned on Monday when he made the announcement that there are things that, if needed, you can do to kind of simplify it. How does that work? What kind of things can you do? Again, from a protection standpoint, I think you don't ask him to do a lot of things. There's ways to make things what we call pure progression, where it's this receiver to this receiver to this receiver. There's you know route concepts you can have to cut the field in half for him, where he's reading one side of the field. So I didn't hear Coach's comments, but I'm assuming that's what he meant by when he said that. John, what will Ray Horton try to do to a rookie quarterback who's not played a whole lot in preseason? You know, I don't know. We've had some experience with Ray. I think he's a really good coach. I think those guys do a great job. I think he has a great scheme. So we're going to be challenged. There's no doubt on Sunday, and, and we're looking forward to that challenge. But at the same time, we've been preparing for a while for these guys and that scheme, and we'll be ready. What has Carson's demeanor been like since the trade was made and the decision was made to elevate him to starter? You know, he's been the same guy. He's a pretty serious guy every day when he comes into the office. He's here to do his job. He's here to do his job well. And and that's one of the reasons why we drafted him so high. What's he like on the field, Flip? He seems like he plays with a lot of joy, a lot of enthusiasm. He's got so much energy. This guy loves to play football. This guy is, is made to be a football player. And you see his juice every day at practice. He's the same guy, like I said, every day, whether he makes a good throw, whether he makes a bad throw. And I think you feel him on the practice field. I think his teammates would say the same thing. Is that ability to retain and then go back on the football field so much information and display it, is that rare in the times you've coached these quarterbacks, his intelligence and his intellect as far as football goes? Yeah, and I've coached a lot of smart quarterbacks, and there's a difference between smart and football smart. There's a lot of smart guys out there, but the guys that are football smart can retain, like we said, from the meeting room to the practice field and can tell you what they see. Not only just retain things from the meeting room to the field, but can see the field. And, you know, things slow down for him they're moving slow for him right now which is which is a good thing and and the more reps he gets the slower will continue to get for him and we're going to make sure that he gets the looks he needs to uh, play well on Sunday so you want to replicate as much as possible the speed of the game the looks that he'll get so that when Sunday comes maybe things won't move as quickly absolutely absolutely that's your job as a coach as a quarterback coach is to you know cut out as much gray area for the player as much as you can and that way they can play fast what's it like for you to have this young piece of talented clay to, to mold it's been exciting it's been exciting I mean 
the young man is everything we thought he'd be when we drafted him. And he's really a willing learner. He's very coachable. And he's a very, very good teammate. And Chase, speaking of good teammates, his role now with Carson and helping Carson come along so quickly? Yeah. Chase's role is to be the best number two quarterback in the league. That's how we view Chase. That's how we see him. He's the best number two quarterback in the league. And we're thrilled he's here. He's a great mentor for Carson in a lot of ways, not only from the way he practices and approaches each day, but from his preparation. I mean, they're in there right now. And Carson couldn't learn from a better guy and how to prepare for a game week, you know, from a player standpoint that only the players understand Chase Daniel. Flip, how did Carson play against Tampa Bay in the preseason? He played well. You know, I think it's like any young quarterback. There's some good, there's some bad. I think there was more good than bad. The thing that I liked, that I really liked, was that there weren't any pre-snap issues with him getting the play called, forgetting motions, guys lining up in the wrong spots and him not seeing it. Now, are there things we can clean up? That's with every player on our football team. But those were the things that for a first-time quarterback in, at this level on the field, to see him do those things and not make those types of mistakes was very positive. Last one, Sunday, 12.58. I mean, the crowd's going to be going crazy. The moment will be large. How do you think he'll react at that time? This will not be too big for him. There's no doubt about it. When the Browns offense has the ball, I hope our fans are as, as loud as they can be, and I know they will be. And, and when we have the ball, I'd let us do our work. I'll tell you what, we're really excited for our fans and, and for our organization to go open up our season Sunday. Thanks so much, Flip. Thanks for having me. The move to trade Bradford caught everyone by surprise, so let's go into the locker room and find out how the players feel. Tight end Zach Ertz had the same reaction we all did on Saturday morning when the news broke. Obviously everyone was surprised. No one saw it coming, obviously, being so close to the season, but I think everyone understands this part of the business. I mean, especially here, we've been through so much over the past couple years with Shady and D-Jack and now Sam. So, I mean, I think everyone understands. I think this gives us an opportunity to finally have some continuity at that position for a long time, something that I really haven't had since I've been here. Hopefully build a lot of chemistry with Carson for a lot of years. Throughout the spring and summer, uh, he showed a lot of good things. Guys are confident with them. I think the playbook um, expands a little bit because he's more of an athlete than some of the quarterbacks that we've had in the past. So I think it's in the long run going to be a very good thing. Everyone's really excited about Carson. Uh, I think the city should be excited about Carson. The players are going to be excited about Carson. But at the end of the day, it's not all about Carson either. we got a lot of talent on offense, whether it's the O-line, the tight ends, the receivers, the running backs. Carson shouldn't feel like that the team is going to live and die by his play. And we got to elevate our play around him. On the defensive side of the ball, safety Malcolm Jenkins expressed his surprise and his support for Wentz and his job ahead. I think it was a big deal. I don't think anybody expected it or was ready for it. It's the Eagles. We always have an exciting offseason since I've been here at least, so I guess it's only right. This doesn't change our goals at all. I don't come to work every day to not win, and I think that's the goals for everybody here is to win a championship, uh, and in no way has those plans changed. I mean, he's going to make mistakes, you know, mistakes that he hasn't made yet. There's a lot of things you learn from, you know, making mistakes in this game, and he's yet to have that experience. So uh, it's going to be up to the team and, and the coaching staff to really protect him from putting him in situations where he feels like he's got to stretch or reach uh, to do something. The Eagles have two quarterbacks on the roster, Wentz and veteran Chase Daniel. I had a chance to go one-on-one -on -one with Daniel earlier in the week. Chase, your reaction to the trade and, and the decision now to start Carson? Yeah, it's been a it's been a wild 48 hours. Not only with uh, you know the trade of Sam, but uh, just building our team and, and seeing who's going to be on a roster moving forward. So it's been pretty wild. How do you take the news that Carson starts? You know, I mean, I think any competitor would be a little disappointed. Believe me, it's not going to get in the way of my preparation. It's not going to hinder me in, in any way moving forward. Carson's ready for this, and it's about him now. And, and we're going to move forward like that. And for me, I've prepared like a starter from day one since I stepped in this league when I with Drew and all the way through Kansas City and, and same here. So for me, moving forward, it's just all about the Cleveland Browns week one. What challenges will Carson have? 
Well, you know, I, I think first and foremost, just getting the amount of reps with Kelsey and, and getting them with the ones. He, he really hadn't had any reps with the ones in, until today. You know, looked good out there today. Um, so it's just going to take time. And, you know, everyone has faith in Carson. And, you know, we even stayed after and, and got some extra reps with those guys, make sure Carson got every throw possible that he's going to need come Sunday. As for Wentz, his time on the main stage is now. He's the starter, and the Eagles aren't looking back. Wentz started for two seasons at North Dakota State and won two national titles, and then was the number two overall pick in April's first round of the draft. He says he's ready to go out and lead the Eagles. Well, the whole time all along, it was just getting ready for whenever this time would come. I knew I was ready. You know, I knew I was taking the mental reps being out the last couple weeks. Even going into the first preseason game, you know, I felt very confident, felt like I've developed at a fast pace, and now it's here. You know, now it's here and I'm really confident in myself and confident in this team and I'm excited for it. You know, I just knew ever since OTAs, diving into the playbook and then going forward, really that preseason game, I guess I walked away feeling really extra confident with it. You know, it wasn't prettier by any means, but I didn't feel overwhelmed or anything, just felt very confident with it. Now it's here. ESPN Sal Palantonio thinks the Eagles got a strong return for Bradford and that the town and the team will be energized with Wentz under center. Sal Palantonio, huge deal again from Howie Roseman. Your reaction to Sam Bradford going to Minnesota? Well, it's a magnificent deal for the Philadelphia Eagles because this was all about Sam Bradford not being on the roster in 2017. So you wanted to do everything you possibly could to get something for him. And if you get a first-round pick for Sam Bradford, you basically stole a first-round pick from the Minnesota Vikings because you've got the future of the franchise, Carson Wentz, already in waiting. I think it's a win for the Vikings because they're a ready-made team with a Hall of Fame running back and they went to the playoff last year so they're ready to compete in that division in a meaningful way it's a win for Sam Bradford now he knows where his home is for a couple of years it's a win-win-win for everybody but especially for this franchise all right now the Eagles fans are saying is it Carson Wentz time has the Carson Wentz era began your thoughts on him as a potential starter in week one I want to see a CT scan on my desk if I'm Howie Roseman or Doug Peterson that says both ribs are 100% healed before I put him on the football field. And when I get that indisputable visual evidence, David, then I say go to Carson Wentz, but not a moment sooner. And when they see that, whenever that is, your thoughts on him performing as a rookie and the challenges he'll face? Well, he only threw 24 preseason passes and he missed a lot of practice time because he was injured in the first week of preseason. But I watched him work out for about 90 minutes pregame on Thursday with the offensive coordinator, Frank Reich. He doesn't show any ill effects. He's moving well. The ball's got tremendous velocity out of his hand. I think they're very pleased with this physical progress. They're obviously extremely pleased with his mental acuity, his maturity, and his ability to do things on the field and in the meeting rooms that says this is a guy worth taking the chance with going forward. I don't know how quickly you go to him, but I would go to him pretty quickly. And your thoughts on how the Eagles fans should now view this season? I don't think it's much of a drop-off. I think the key number is this, David. Five yards per attempt. That's what Sam Bradford averaged last year. That's about what he averaged in the preseason this year. Actually, a little bit less than five yards per attempt. I think what Carson Wentz gives you immediately is the ball going down the football field and opening up the defense for other things that Doug Peterson wants to do offensively. Is he going to make his share of mistakes? Absolutely. But Bradford had 14 interceptions and 10 fumbles last year, so I don't think it'll be that much of a drop-off. But the key to this season is two things. Good defense, don't turn the ball over at the quarterback position, and I think you will be competitive in just about every game you play. So you mentioned in previous interviews for months, 
Sam Bradford fatigue in this town. Well, Sam Bradford's gone. So the sense that the Eagles fans have, is there jubilation in the streets? Is there concern about a rookie starting? How do you read it? The texts that I've been getting and what I've been hearing from people, there's fans have come out of the woodwork. My friends at car dealerships, my friends who are cops, everybody's excited about the Carson Wentz era beginning. I think fans in this town were sitting on their hands in the stands, and because they're Philadelphia Eagles fans, they're always going to support the team. But now they can stand up and cheer and be counted because I think they really like the energy and the enthusiasm and the hope that Carson Wentz brings. It's really remarkable the deals that Howie Roseman gets done. I mean, he really makes it happen, doesn't he? Well, I think it's tremendous. But it's very rare that you trade your starting quarterback a week before the season starts. So, you know, I want to see how it's sold in the locker room. You know, to Malcolm Jenkins, to Jason Kelsey, to Brent Selleck, and those folks who haven't had a chance to really practice with Carson Wentz for the last two, three weeks and have been going through this maturation process with Sam Bradford, you know, and really trying to develop some chemistry with Sam Bradford. You have to go back to ground zero on all of that. So that's going to be interesting. But I think it's great down the road, all things considered. I think it's a magnificent trade for this franchise. Back in after the draft, Sal and May, you call this the most fascinating quarterback situation in the league. Well, it certainly has played out that way. It certainly has. <laughs> Who would have ever thought it would turn out like this? And I never thought that they would trade Bradford a week before the season started. Like I said, I can't think of a single... Can you think of a single... Never. It's nearly unprecedented. We're back to being intriguing and fascinating, and that means I get to come to Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday and cover this football team, which I love to do. We'll keep the elevator doors open for you. Thank you. Thanks, Sal. NFL Network's Mike Mayock finishes off our press coverage. He's followed Wentz for the last year and a half, and he's eager to see the rookie learn the ways of the league. I was pretty excited from a couple perspectives. Number one, I think Sam Bradford gets an opportunity to go with a team that is built to go deep into the playoffs, and if he stays healthy and plays well, I think Sam Bradford deserves a good break. Number two, from an Eagles perspective, I think it's great. It's an opportunity to get Carson Wentz in early. I've believed all along he was going to play at some point this year, and if they think he's ready right now, that's awesome. The fact that they get that first-round pick back, along with a conditional fourth in 2018, for me, I think it's the best of all worlds. So, Mike, let's talk about getting Carson Wentz ready. What are the challenges of getting a young quarterback ready for the NFL? What will he face? I always look back to the year Joe Flacco and Matt Ryan were drafted in the first round. And they each started 16 games, and they each played at a pretty high level. I think they had a couple things in common with each other and also with Carson Wentz, and that is they're intelligent, hardworking kids that really care about the game. And as Andy Reid would say, they've got a lot of gigabytes. What Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco had going for them was a real good run game and a real good defense. Now, I think the Eagles are going to have a good defense, and they're going to need to develop a run game because what does Carson Wentz do well? Well, play action, be athletic, get outside the pocket. So I think if they can run the football a little bit, Carson Wentz can be effective. And I think the other thing is if you look at the Kansas City Chiefs and what they've done over the last several years with Alex Smith, it's very similar to what you'll see them asking Carson Wentz to do. And they run a little bit of zone read. At critical times, they won't want to expose them often, but at critical times, zone read, move the pocket, a lot of misdirection, great screen game. So he won't be asked to do as much as Alex Smith, but I think you'll see a lot of similarities in how they use him. What did you think of Carson in the limited time we saw him in training camp and in the preseason? 
Well, obviously, I, I watched every throw he made in preparation for the draft, and you know how bullish I was of his future. So you take that background with what I saw in training camp and what I saw in the first game, and do you think I believe he's going to make some mistakes? Of course. He's going to get pulled sometimes. He's going to try and force the ball down the field sometimes, but that's okay. That's part of the maturation process of a young quarterback, and I think this is the best thing for both Carson Wentz and the Eagles. Get him in early allow him to grow with some of those young offensive linemen. They're going to need to get some good building blocks around him on the offensive side and wide receiver position, but I think it's pretty exciting both for Carson Wentz and the Eagles. Mike, we've all been kind of waiting, I guess, people who don't really know Carson. They see a kid come from North Dakota State, the second pick overall in the draft, and they wonder when it's going to be too big for him. Do you think that any of this will be too big for Carson Wentz? So that was the first question I thought after I watched all the tape and got so excited about his physical skill set. I'm like, okay, Midwestern kid from Division One AA, is it going to be too big? And the first test was the Senior Bowl. I was there all week long, and he was the best player at the Senior Bowl. And even more encouragingly, every team in the league was buzzing about him off the field and in the meeting room, what he was able to absorb and how he presented himself. So that was the first checkbox. Then he went from there to the combine, and the buzz grew louder, especially, again, in the meeting rooms from the coaches, from the GMs. He had this wow presence off the field. And then you get to the draft and the training camp, and nothing's been too big. I mean, I've had several conversations with the kid, talked to him after he got hurt week one. And while he was a little bit frustrated that he was going to lose some reps in the preseason, he knows it's just a blip on his radar. And we'll look back in a couple of years and people will have forgotten that he even missed the last three preseason games. So from my perspective, David, I don't think it's going to get too big. And there are going to be a couple of games in the near future where he throws a couple of interceptions and he's going to have to just kind of watch the tape and get better and continue to work hard and I think that's the kind of kid he is. Mike, so it sounds like there's nothing that he's done to kind of change your feeling that he has a super high upside and that he's everything that as you look through his tape of last year and watched him throughout the postseason, nothing has discouraged you from your high ranking of him, has there? More importantly, nothing's discouraged the Eagles. They wouldn't have made this move and named him the starter if they didn't feel the same way. So I think in the limited time they've had him, their feeling is that he has exceeded expectations despite the injury, and they feel like he's ready to get in there and play. So it really has nothing to do with me. I'm bullish on him, and I feel very, very strongly about him. What's more important is that Doug Peterson and the coaching staff and Allie Roseman and the personnel staff feel as strongly as they do. And so the Carson Wentz era begins with this very unlikely trade, and I guess you always have to be ready in the NFL, right? <laughs> if not, it's, uh, it's the NFL, not for long. The voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese, has been through a lot of quarterback changes in his 40 years with the Philadelphia Eagles. This one has him particularly excited. Time now for the Merrill Minute. The Eagles are in the Super Bowl! The Eagles are in the It's Groundhog Day! They do it again! They're going the end zone! I don't believe it! This game should be in a museum. I am always excited about the start of the NFL season. But this year is something completely different. You know, Jim Vance always has a line that precedes the Masters. It's called a tradition unlike any other. And this is certainly an Eagles opener unlike any other. It's the start of the Doug Peterson era, and it's a rookie quarterback. The second round, the second pick of the entire draft, Carson Wentz at the helm. And that, of course, comes as a surprise. But you know what? Carson Wentz 
is a guy who has a presence about him. He has a spark. He goes out there and he looks like he's going to have fun. I'm sure the Eagles are going to keep things really conservative. They're not going to have him throw low percentage passes. They're going to block like crazy to give him time. And the defense has really got to play a great game. The number one thing I'd like to see from Carson Wentz is not to turn the ball over, to manage the game, to make the throws that he's comfortable with, be accurate, and to keep things under control. I think he has exceptional poise for a young football player. He does not look like a deer in the headlights. But again, the biggest thing is avoid turnovers. But it's an exciting time to be an Eagles fan as this Doug Peterson era is launched and hopefully the start of a long and successful career for Carson Wentz as the Eagles franchise quarterback. We'll be back with our next Eagles Live podcast after the Eagles-Cleveland game, so make sure you tune in then. Please subscribe and spread the word. We thank you so much for your support. Thanks to Brian Thomas for putting it all together, and thanks to you for joining us on the Eagles Live podcast. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. E-A-T-L-E-S.